From a bar mitzvah at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem to a temple procession in Taipei. The people of our world are passionate about their beliefs. Are you listening? Tune in to the sounds of your world on Radio Taiwan International. Thank you so much for joining us today here on Radio Taiwan International. Up ahead this hour, it's hashtag Taiwan, highlights, and in the spotlight. But as always, we start off with a brand new episode of Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. If you're joining us on our Facebook live stream, well, they said it couldn't happen and it nearly didn't happen, but here we are. We are live once again. We do hope that you excuse the sound quality due to a technical issue that has baffled our finest technicians. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of issue with the sound today, I think, but we are going to plow through. Uh, thank you for your patience. If you're joining us now on Facebook live stream, like I said, it's now Wednesday, March 10th. Otherwise, if you're one of the fortunate ones joining us on the radio today, it's Thursday, March 11th. I'm John Van Trieste, and joining me here in the studio today, we've got Leslie Liao. Hello, and John. And Natalie Tso. Hello. Up next, so we're going to be talking about how a meat substitute has been making headway in Taiwan recently. Also, people are voting on their least favorite side dish, and in food-obsessed Taiwan, uh, that's a very serious topic on the internet these days. <laughs> also, can companies mandate what color masks their employees wear? We're going to tell you what Kaohsiung's labor department has to say on that issue in just a moment. Please stay with us. to start with what for Taiwanese people is probably the most serious of today's issues. No, I'm not talking about whether employees can mandate your mask color. That would don't be silly. I'm talking about food, of course. <laughs> and specifically, what people's least favorite side dishes are. These are specifically side dishes in what in Taiwan are known as biendang. Yeah. You may also know them by their Japanese name, bento, except in Taiwan, they're always served hot, or the Korean term doshira. Um, wow. You... <laughs> rice and food wow. on it how, do you, how about in, in Japanese and what are they called in Japanese oh bento bento, bento. Mm. he's bento. a box meal and connoisseur well in, in Taiwan in it's Thai and, and I don't Vietnamese know, I don't think they really have them in Thailand <laughs> but um, they are uh, always served hot in Taiwan unlike in Japan yeah um, everything is warm and uh, they come with a Main dish usually with some sides on a bed of rice. Yeah, um, so it's usually what uh, a zhu si, what they call the main the course, main course and that's always a protein of some kind. Usually, I think usually. they have vegetarian additions. They do, they do, and then they also have like three side dishes to go with the mm. rice. And the nice thing about them is they're, com they're it's not just lumped together in a box like you might imagine. There are com little compartments for yeah. each of them. There so are specialized receptacles. Yes, exactly. They don't get them jammed together or mixed uh, together. And you think with such futuristic uh, eating receptacles might come with that some variety but people have uh, not really actually well, they tend to be less of the same selection yeah they, they rotate. usually <laughs> rotate through the same kinds right because everybody everybody throughout taiwan started sharing this picture that i just posted the facebook uh live link there's a picture of 12 different side dishes and th the consensus is like these are the side dishes people will usually see <laughs> at bento restaurants and um i'm gonna go down the Ooh. I'm going to go down the list. First, there's the neon curry, which is the Taiwan yeah. curry. 
Um, it's, it's kind of a descendant of Japanese curry, but more neon. Yeah, <laughs> neon curry. I love that name. It's like highlighter, right? It's, it is. It's like it's potatoes, carrots, in curry. And then they have their uh, what they call three color beans, but I've covered this before. It's more like a vegetable medley of peas, carrots, and corn. It's what you find in the freezer section of your local grocery That's store. That's right. Uh, and then you also have um, seaweed braised with carrots. You have um, uh, bamboo, spicy bamboo. You have uh, braised eggplant. Uh, you have bean curd with lima beans, eggs with carrots, and then you got all the just 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 the things that people are kind of sick of seeing. My favorite here is something that they call dianhua xian, which translates into uh, a, a telephone cord. <laughs> What's that? But it's a coiled um, a seaweed that's seaweed, a, that's yeah. very very coiled. Oh, the kind that they it looks tie like a, like a bow. Cord. Uh, no, 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 no. It's, it's just... like it's it's twisted like that. No. Oh, okay, it's okay, like okay. That. Yeah, um, you're right. Those are the only ones side dishes you will ever see in a Taiwanese. You also got a. No one has ever come up with any others. I guess onion and egg. I mean, I guess I don't know. These these go go well with rice, maybe. But people are voting on which one they find the most grotesque, if you will. Not that they're exactly grotesque. Yeah. Um. But maybe they're just. It's just people you're kind of sick them. of it. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. I mean, I think this is also it's it's an economical option, right? These bento boxes. Well, they keep they've gotten expensive. Been, like since I've been here, they've they kind of. Well, like how how expensive are we talking? Like when how, how much were they? It used to be like eighty NT, now they're like a hundred and ten in some places, depending yeah, on what you get. That's exactly what um, it is. Um, yeah, it's true. They need some more variety. Um, so, which are your guys' least favorite of the of the whole bunch? I don't know about you guys. I eat everything. Yeah. So. yeah. As long as <laughs> maybe carrots, mention, I don't know. You forgot okay. to mention the greens. There's always there's usually it's spinach, usually uh, yeah. bok choy of some sort. It's a bok choy. They call Green. it yotai. It's you got um, vitamins and minerals are all in there. It's all in there. So, uh, and uh, it's just getting put up to vote. Like there's no real voting system, but people are sharing this and be like, oh yeah, these are the twelve things you only see at the bento restaurants. And now that you mention it, it's true. Eggplant is by far the best. Eggplant is by far the best. That is That's the one true. place where we can agree Very on. Very tasty. Wow. We all agreed on that <laughs> We at like once. eggplant. Well, it's they not, should have a voting system here. It's not eggplant as you've had it before. Maybe it's some very richly flavored garlicky sauce right. that it goes in. Yeah. It's usually it's spicy too sometimes. A little bit. They can add some little chilies in there. Hong Sao is called braised. Fried. Braised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, they've kind of uh, separated this into your favorite and least favorite. Okay. So they also have the, uh, the braised tofu. They also have broccoli. I like that. Broccoli's good. I like broccoli. They have scrambled egg and onions. You see, these are all things that uh, Natalie can agree with. They have your favorite, John, the uh, the eggplants. Everyone likes the eggplants. They have tomato and egg, which is like the thing that all people go to. It's It's very basic. It's very basic. It's nutritious and very cheap. Uh yeah, it's very, like like Natalie said, very very basic. None of these are. In addition to um in a in a set lunch, mm-hmm. you also often find them in uh, Taiwanese sort of buffet style restaurants. Yeah, which are very cheap. They weigh what you get put on your platter, and that's how much they charge you based on weight. Yeah, sometimes um, they're tasty if they're done well. Actually, they're, all, they're pretty yeah. much. I don't. They're hard to mess up. But I can I can understand people getting sick of them because they do rotate. Jen Delari says that corn beans carrot side dish reminds me of succotash, which I which I love. I wonder how this really? version is different. Well, I can tell you right now, it's not as refined as succotash. It's just like what you would find in your like I said, yeah. you can find it in, a, in the frozen food section of your local grocery store. It's exactly the same it's as that. It's like uh, the Green Giant brand exactly. back at home. That is exactly what it is. It's they, that's not like seasoned at all. Yeah. So um, I guess for people in Taiwan, and you've eaten this like you've eaten your share of bian dung. I'm, I'm sure at one point or the yeah. other 
and um you know it's 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 up for debate it's like i guess the, it's like in this conversation is like what are your least favorite and favorite thanksgiving meal sides that's a good way of comparing yeah. it because they really? really are only the same five or what, six what in every are household they? well i love mashed potatoes yeah right and got, then what else is there that uh, not to like green bean casserole so sweet cranberry potato sauce. casserole cranberry sauce Got your sweet I like potatoes, sauce. sweet potatoes, mac and cheese, biscuits, biscuits. Yeah, Yum. dinner rolls. Uh, the turkey itself, I but, guess. And then that's it. Pretty much, no one. There's has... not that much to American food. I think. Well, I mean, it's what it's I'm saying is, simpler. it's the same thing. And it's a good, it's a good analogy because like no one has sushi for Thanksgiving, really. And well, I yeah, guess in my house I mean, you might. <laughs> you might, right? But you could theoretically if you wanted to. But it's the same thing in in Taiwan. Um, these are the things that you can choose from or that come with. Uh, standard uh, boxed meal. Yeah, they're not that bad actually. If you think of it that way, there's actually more variety than what you just said for yeah. Thanksgiving. Do you but have a least favorite one though? I don't. Uh, I you know what? Carrots maybe. Yeah, the carrots and the egg. I'm not a big fan of. Me neither. These are shaved carrots. Carrot shavings yeah. served with scrambled egg. And eggs together. and onions. Yeah. Usually not very tasty. I love egg and onions. Really? I love you know, it's amazing. We have, really? We've, yeah. We've, We've been talking about this for about 10 minutes. Have we? Oh, <laughs> my goodness. It's a very Taiwanese... <laughs> okay. Like I said, in Taiwan, deadly Can't serious go wrong conversation. With that. that really sucked <laughs> us in there, huh? <laughs> and just when you thought we couldn't talk about food anymore, here's another food-related topic. This one, uh, more innovative, I would say. Yeah. We're branching out here in Taiwan. This meat substitute... Uh, meat substitutes, of course, are nothing new to Taiwan. We have yeah. a whole cottage industry of fake meat for mostly Buddhist vegetarians. Mm. Uh, and, of course, tofu is very delicious and popular here, too. But uh, arriving on our shores now is Beyond Meat, and there's a, already places where you can buy it here. Well, Beyond Meat's always been there, right? But one of the big things that's coming in is a new Japanese restaurant that's about to hit Taipei. Now, this Japanese restaurant is what they call Yakiniku, which is okay. Japanese barbecue, right? And that's where you really go to. When you think of barbecue, you think of big slabs of meat. Mm-hmm. But this place is now offering what they call next meat, right? Oh, and uh, this next is like meat. the whole beyond, right? I, mm. I think they just looked Ooh. in the stories for beyond. It's just like progressive oh, meat next, <laughs> and it contains no meat. Is that right? It contains no meat. This is an entire meal based. It's a plant based meal, but it's supposed to give you the feeling of like eating Japanese barbecue. Yeah. Is it fake meat though? It they, is okay. So uh, I mean, it's great if you have a vegetarian friend, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, I really want to eat barbecue," but <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And uh, this restaurant's about to come to Taipei in the next two days. So today is the 10th of March. This is now the 12th of March, and it's going to hit Taipei first. And this company has plans to. Um, th- this company has about what is it? Four stores here. Four stores. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But they are just about to put up, uh, throw out this uh, vegetarian meat out there. Yeah. Oh, interesting. That's something that a lot of other um, restaurants here could probably stand to get on board with because sometimes I'd eat ve- vegetarian option and it's usually not great. <laughs> Unless it's a vegetarian, specifically vegetarian restaurant, of which there are a fair number in Taiwan. Plant-based meat? But uh, if you go to for like a hot pot, for instance. Yeah. And you order the vegetarian, which means, of course, the broth is also vegetarian. It just is a very bland and unpleasant affair. Usually you go to hot pot restaurants and you order the vegetarian meal. It's mushroom based. It's, uh, yeah. It's bland. It's bland? You've tried it before? Yeah. It's Uh, bland. Leslie, I can't imagine. No, my my dad's a vegetarian, (laughs) so we go to the hot pot a lot. Um, yeah, so that's, that's one option, right? That's a, that's if anybody's, 
hankering for barbecue, but you seven people want to go barbecue, one but you them. have that one friend's a vegan, and then they're just like, you know, oh, there is a vegetarian barbecue Stash, now. right? He's so a vegan he, for a month. Yeah. Okay, okay well. Okay, let him know. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's send him out there and see what he thinks. All right. So uh, I wonder if this is going to be a growing trend in Taiwan. I, I th- think... Uh, unlike in, say, the West, vegetarianism here is probably quite closely tied to Buddhist belief, usually. Yeah. Um, but like I said, there is a well-developed culture of vegetarian meals here, but they all tend to be in specialty shops. You know what I mean? Mm. Like uh, this, this everything in this Buddhist-run restaurant is vegetarian, and it's like a buffet style. You pick what you want, and again, they weigh it at the end, and you pay for how much you take in. There's also but, different categorizations of like vegetarianism here, right? Oh, that's true. They're, they're um, more stricter, and there, then they're less strict ones. There are well, by which we mean there are additional plant-based things that you can't eat. Yeah. For instance, I think was it garlic or Gar- peppers? Uxing, uxing is like basically garlic, f- onion, anything pepper. too flavorful. Is forbidden. It's forbidden. Really? Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That must be hard. Well, they tell you on a lot of uh, packaging of food whether it's suitable. What, Isn't it what? called denite? That's or something al- like that. That's act low, act lacto ovo. There we go. Oh, okay. Vegetarian. Um, but yeah, I think um, that's something that a lot more restaurants need to get on board with here. Uh, the vegetarian options often are leave one disappointed. Well, wearing masks was a thing in Taiwan before the, this whole pandemic happened, but it's only now that we're getting into this issue of uh, companies, certain companies, mandating the colors of masks that people can wear as part of like their uniform. Now that it's That's weird. Um, well, now that it's like not just uh, well, I'm not feeling well today, or yeah. you know, it used to be a, a discretionary thing. Now that everyone wears masks and say at the metro or yeah. Um, and a lot of cases like offices to prevent any potential spread of the coronavirus. Uh, it's become sort of a universal thing. And, and uh, well, some companies are starting to mandate colors. Uh, specifically in this case, Ding Tai Fong, which is a famous dumpling restaurant mm. in Taiwan. Really? Um, yes, they have at least the, a branch in Kaohsiung is requiring all employees to wear only blue or white masks. So I think they're doing it for sanitary purposes. Right. Is that correct? However, a whistleblower who's gotten in touch about this issue to protest to a Kaohsiung City's Labor Affairs Bureau says he has more than 100 masks at home that come in a bunch of different colors and designs. Now they're all useless. Yeah. He bought them all for nothing. Um, and the Labor Affairs Chief at, in the city says that um, it is permissible for employers to enforce a dress code during office hours. Therefore, the limit on mask colors is not against the law. Yeah. So that, that, that sounds fair. That are sounds they, reasonable. So are they worried that the uh, colorful masks or whatever are not up to par in terms of, you know, you know, health regulations? Well, if that's the case, get everyone an M- N95. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know. Or maybe they don't want people distracted while they're working. Like, ooh, look at that black and white one you got. And, I think it's just the, the uniformity of it all, right? Maybe. Unless it's like a Jackson Pollock mask. I don't think people are going to be that... I, like no yeah. notice it's going to be that attention grabbing uh and that you got to realize like before the pandemic started and before there was all the masks were a regular part of life like blue and white were the only colors that masks it's came in true. i remember you went to myanmar and then you came back with these bright blue masks oh, I like one. oh i was like oh john Oh, getting a little, getting those a little, are nice. uh, i like that colorful these, there i, I like that color in, i bought these in cambodia yeah but these now are like they're, they're, they're run of the mill but 
I remember when you first came back from Cambodia, I was like, ooh, John, that's just fancy. <laughs> no, and you have quite a few colors, right? I Leslie? have six or seven colors. I just went kind of nutso on them. Well, if you are going to plan to get a job at Ding Tai Fung, we bet man, yeah, that's the stuff on your blue and white I ones. To, uh, I don't, funny enough, I don't have, those are the ones I don't have. I don't know. Um, so, do you have any comments coming in? Uh, yeah, Jen, Jen Dolari says, I'm a big believer that if company mandates the color of masks, they should be the ones to pay for the masks. Ooh. Most everywhere I worked with a uniform, the uniform, at least the first one, was provided. That's a good point, actually. That makes uh. sense. They should. Then the, no one can p- complain, really. True. Yeah. True. I like that idea. Anything then, else? Do you guys like to wear different masks to, to match your clothes? I do. I yeah, do. I, do. I like to do that, too. I, whatever I have goes Whatever's on. Whatever you have goes on. <laughs> so uh, it's become an accessory sometimes. Yeah. When I'm in the mood. Go Pay <laughs> says, good afternoon. Health is wealth. And he's uh, a good aphorism. That is. Uh, yeah. Uh, Radha Krishna uh, Pilal says, low voice. Sorry, man. Uh, we As are we having. Explained during the beginning of the program. Yes, there have been some uh, rather serious technical issues where it's a miracle that we're online at all. We do ask for your patience. Yeah. Uh, if you would prefer, you can tune in again tomorrow and listen to the whole thing on the radio as well. So Douglas North says hello to Natalie, Leslie, and John. Hello, Douglas North. Hi, Douglas. All right. Well, Taiwan may be getting its very first travel bubble. Oh, that's right. That's right. So um, we're in talks with Palau, which is a beautiful island. It's a good place to have a travel bubble with. Um, And they haven't had any recorded, uh, confirmed uh, cases of COVID-19 at all. Yeah, one of the few in the world. Right. So, um, I mean, they're not a very populous place. But uh, anyway, so we are actually currently in the talks. The talks could be completed by this month. And uh, basically, that would um, they're they're hoping to eliminate the need for home quarantine um, on both sides. So for now, everyone who comes into Taiwan has to be quarantined for 14 days, right? With the exception of some business travelers who pass a whole bunch of tests, you know. So they're still uh, working out the um, recognition of the COVID tests, um, and they're likely to operate about eight flights per week. There's a catch, though. Um, I've heard that you have to go with a tour group. They're not, at the moment, talking about opening it up to independent travelers. Really? And those tours are going to cost a whopping $80,000 per person. How, for how many days? For four days, if I understand correctly. Four days, four days three nights. Short. Yeah. That's short. Yeah, I and took you're... two people to Cambodia, and the whole total was just 50000 for two people. Oh, for wow. For five wow. days. Wow. So oh. um, they're really racking up the price there. Not that I could go anyway. I travel on a U.S. passport. That's the only one I've got. And they're going to take one look at that and go, uh-uh. We'll find a way for you to get in there, John. You can know, if you're coming from Taiwan. I don't think that they really care. I mean, if you have a U.S. passport, you may have been anywhere. So would you want to go to Palau? It's on my um, bucket list. Would you guys want to go to Palau? It's, it's like on the I top of go. my... It's really? Like the one country that I... I they have jellyfish that don't sting that you can swim with. Is really? that a Palau exclusive thing? I think so. Oh, wow. Char- yeah. Our former colleague they... Charlie Stora has been there, I believe. Oh, really? wow. There are beautiful beaches there. <clears throat> yeah. So there's also a survey out about how many uh, people in Taiwan have travel plans this year or would like to travel. Would you guys like to travel this year, I need to the go- way things are going? Uh, well, I need to get home eventually. I haven't seen my family more than a year. I know. The problem, I mean, that's the main reason the, I would want to travel. The real issue is vaccines. Well, we have them or not. We need to them, get vaccinated before we go out. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if we can get them, then fine. But... Um, 
So it says here in the in the survey that 18%, only 18% of people in Taiwan have travel plans, which is, you know, pretty low. And most Taiwanese are actually hesitant about traveling. They don't really want to go out. About two-thirds say they have no intention to travel this year. This um, is international travel, by the right, way. Right, right. Well, we're doing a lot domestic of domestic travel traveling. Domestic travel is crazy. Yeah, yeah we're discovering Taiwan all over again. Yeah. Which is good, actually. I went on a trip over the pa- over the past weekend. That was fun. Where did you go? Uh, I went to Ali San Ali Mountain, and then really? they got they got they got uh, some Japanese cherry blossoms that's up what, there. That's what I heard. I saw on the video. Are they really pretty? They're they're all right. Yeah, they're uh, they apparently there's so many different types up there because it's just like the cherry blossoms. Some blossom at higher elevations. Some blossom at lower elevations. Mm. Some blossom at this in this patch of grass. Some blossom <laughs> in that patch of dirt. I was just like, I wonder why. Did, they, did you go on a tour? Uh, no, we, me and my friends, we just kind of booked a bus and then just drove down there. Oh, fun. And uh, just did saw you take what was going on. Or anything? We took some pictures. Uh, we took a few videos, mostly pictures. There were there were also night areas uh, to watch the cherry blossoms at night, mm. but without warning, they'll turn off the lights on you. That's scary. That is that was terrifying. Because that's, that's a place with like no public transport, so you can no. just be like stuck somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> you could be stranded up there very easily. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, internationally. Yeah, I, I can't see myself going anywhere unless there's a vaccine, at least. Hmm. Well, Palau, but they wouldn't let me in, so. so actually, I'll find a way to get you in. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the Palau ambassador? <laughs> oh, we'll find a way. <laughs> well, I also don't have 80,000 NT to just fork that out like that. too. That is a big uh, hurdle. That's more than that's most people. That's a lot people, of money. And than most people make like, in a month. Um, what, what's that Maybe two called? months. Yeah. Maybe two months, yeah. So they only want the, the fancy club people to go. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're choosing which kind of they're they're filtering out the riffraff. Yeah, they is <laughs> a very exclusive uh, package right now. This bubble. No, um, but yeah, I I've watched like all these travel shows about that going there. Um, yeah, it's near the near the top of my list. Well, when you tell me there are jellyfish that don't sting, I just I can't really wrap my head around that idea. It, I thought go, jellyfish. Just Google it, Palau Jellyfish Lake. It's there. Oh, there's, yeah. it's a lake. It's, it's not like even a, ocean jellyfish. No, 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 no. They're like in a lake. That's still kind of scary. I mean, what if they? You have like a scoop, like a. I don't know if it's snorkeling or pro- proper scuba deal. Yeah. But anyway. Wow, I wonder if they're just peaceful jellyfish. They just kind of hang out. They just chill. I got yeah. stung before. My whole family got stung. Not before. in Palau. Though. By jellyfish? Not on Palau. Yeah, by jellyfish <laughs> at the beach in Elan. So, so yeah, our jellyfish hurt. sting. Our de- jellyfish sting. So um, it'll be a nice uh, break for those of us who want to swim with the jellyfish without being stung. Do you have any more comments True. coming in? Uh, yeah, we got a, we got a handful of them in there. We all oh, we just the uh, bicycle said may all protect from COVID nineteen. Rashid Nas says good show. Hi to everyone. Rudy Hartano Hartono says wow very expensive. Very expensive. How much is that in U S dollars? Two point five or almost three thousand yeah, U S dollars. Twenty five hundred. I think that's just for one person. That's so if you've got a family. Much. Four days. That's too short you know, too. Let me check really quickly. I'm gonna pu- plug in the numbers. And, you know, um, the survey also surveyed people in different countries in Asia. And other countries uh, seem more eager to travel. 60% of Indians would like to travel. Um, they actually are already arranging travels. And uh, 52% of Thais, 51% of New Zealands have shown an interest in resuming travel. So we're oh. kind of cautious here in Taiwan. Well, we did so well. I mean, if I'm you're from a place where it's rampant already, you've got nothing to lose. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. John's got a good point. Especially if you can get the, the jab. That's you know, true. What, kind of what difference does it make? He's like, eh. Being safe here in Taiwan. Playing it safe. 
So they also said safety and cleanliness is the first priority that Taiwanese travelers are considering now. Mm, okay, so we better. Well, Palau seems cleanly enough. So it's it looks beautiful. It's beautiful. I saw place. the footage, man. Yeah, I think that's one of the country where when you go in, you have to sign an agreement that says you will like t- pledge to take care of the environment while you're there. Oh, that's of that a like. wonderful really? idea. Wow. Yeah, definitely. No littering. It's and... at least in my top two or three. I am, I am pro. So. I am pro. All right. Well, we better. We can take a. We can take a tour bus there. We can book a plane. <laughs> we'll all Dude, go. <laughs> try and book a boat, but that's a heck of a boat ride. I heard. <laughs> All right, well, that's about it for us today here on Here in Taiwan. I'm John Van Trieste. I'm Leslie Liao. And I'm Natalie So. Don't go anywhere just yet. Up next, it's Hashtag Taiwan Highlights in the Spotlight.